Welcome to episode eight of Theme Park Shuffle. Logan's Walkie here with Jeremy Stein and David King. Um, before we jump into today's episode, I just want to say how excited I am that me and Jeremy will actually be seeing each other in person for the first time in I can't even remember. Yeah. Next week, we will be going to IAPA, which is the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions Expo in Orlando, Florida, and uh, just beyond excited to, to, for one, be able to go to the expo again. Last year, due to the pandemic, obviously, the expo was canceled, and this is the biggest expo in our industry. So the, the, you really get to see the full spectrum of the theme park industry when you get to attend an IAPA expo. And uh, so the fact that Jeremy gets to join me next week on one of the days just makes it that much better. And uh, it's going to be pretty awesome because for those of you who are part of the Wonderland crew with Main Street Magic, we'll actually be doing a bunch of live feeds and uh jeremy maybe you can go into more detail about just sort of what the what the game plan is because i don't even know what the game plan yeah. is <laughs> dude no i'm so excited i'm glad you just said iapa because this whole time in my brain i'm like what do i call this thing like i kept thinking uh i double apa and i'm like that's just way too much that sounds like a really good beer actually it does sound like, like a good beer, so i yes. like that but um no i'm i'm so pumped and i'm i'm glad you and i get to hang out and check this out and you're kind of the pro in this field uh, so I'm excited to to get to see everything that's going on. And so uh, you and I will be there next Wednesday. Um, yep. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be this Wednesday, I guess, the 17th. Um, and we're going to check out all the conference stuff and some trade show stuff. And then uh, Thursday, I'm going to wander around Universal Studios on my own, which I've never done. I've never solo tripped universal orlando so i'm going to do that and then uh friday i'm going to check out the the trade show portion a bit more and be out there on the floor and all looking at everything and uh yeah if you want to if you want to keep up obviously you can you can follow at you know main st magic on our social channels but if you want kind of all those live streams and feeds and and really get to hear our thoughts and opinions on it you can check out wonderlandcrew.com uh we have a wonderful patreon group there we'd love for you to be a part of it so i am pumped logan uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to hang out with you, too. It has been, know, right? been too long. forever. So and then in the near future, we'll get you and I together. And then, in the you know, at some point here, we'll get all three of us together in yes. person doing something super cool. So I'm pumped. It's going to be fun. I agree. I think we need to to, to relive David's bachelor party at some point. Um, and the hey, three of us go back to Epcot and uh, go around the world. Let's do it. Maybe we do it. Maybe we plan that for um, Festival of the Arts time i know that's a short-lived one maybe that or flower and garden won't be exactly food and wine but i think it's something we can i'm sure accomplish little guys weekend or something that'd be fun when do those happen when are those uh so we got so festival of the arts kicks off i want to say it's about january 14th uh it runs in through it's only about man i think it's only about 40 days this year and then flower and garden uh should kick off in late february early march so that might actually be a perfect time, maybe a March trip. We could figure out a guy's weekend or something. We all go down there and and uh, yeah, tour tour Epcot like we're all yeah. like we're all young bachelors again. <laughs> right. Yes, that. Yeah, that's what we are. We're young bachelors. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm excited that you guys get to hang out. I look forward to watching the live streams 
Um, I've seen a whole bunch of pictures that Logan has done from IAPA in the past. And, um, and Jeremy, I wouldn't say he's kind of the expert. I no, mean, it's his whole entire career. So he's <laughs> well, totally the expert. I, um, I'm, I'm only the expert in on this podcast because <laughs> once you actually enter into the entire themed entertainment industry, I am far from an expert. <laughs> oh, but no, shoot. I look forward to uh, uh, hopefully being able to watch those live feeds or at least catching up on them later when life is when i'm not so crazy that day i know and hopefully next year the three of us can go let's we'll make it a theme park shuffle event for sure yeah absolutely that'd be incredible that would be awesome i love it Um, much easier next year yes yes, much easier exactly yeah next year so let's see so for those of you who uh follow me on instagram or follow mainstream magic on facebook uh you saw that i did a shuffle I did a shuffle to find out who was awarded which Epcot attraction for this challenge we're working on today. And the results were David got Spaceship Earth in the new World Celebration. Jeremy got Mission Space in the new World Discovery. And Logan got Living with the Land in the new World Nature. Now, we didn't tell you what we're doing with it. So before I sort of give away the challenge, let's do a little bit of history real quick. So when Epcot opened on October 1st, 1982, it contained zero attractions or pavilions with established Disney intellectual properties. Wow. So a few IP were introduced as films like the 1994 Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, 3D theater attraction, and the 1995 Circle of Life featuring characters from Lion King. And don't get me started on the 1999 re-theme of Journey into Imagination that was inspired by Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Uh, We just won't even go there. But a, a major shift began in 2006 when Epcot's The Seas was rethemed with the popular IP Finding Nemo. Since then, we've seen El Rio del Tiempo in the Mexico Pavilion transformed into the Gran Fiesta Tour starring the Three Caballeros, Maelstrom in the Norway Pavilion themed into Frozen Ever After, the newly opened Remy's Ratatouille Adventure Dark Ride in the France Pavilion obviously themed around Ratatouille, and the universe of energy being rebuilt as Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. So in addition to these changes, Disney announced as part of the Epcot redesign, there will be a new experience called Journey of Water, inspired by Moana in World Nature Area, the Play Pavilion featuring multiple Disney IP in World Discovery, and it's still... It was announced, but now it's kind of shelved. So we'll see what happens with it. But the possibility of an attraction inside the United Kingdom Pavilion inspired by Mary Poppins. So with this major shift towards IP-themed attractions and pavilions at Epcot, it has received the nickname Ipcot. So (laughs) IPcot. And that is the inspiration for this week's challenge. So you are listening to part one of the theme park shuffle Epcot challenge. So the challenge is to take an attraction inside Epcot that currently does not have an IP associated with it and add one 
that works best with the theme of the current attraction. So now with that in mind, let me remind you, David got Spaceship Earth, Jeremy has Mission Space, and I got Living with the Land. Now, who wants to go first? Do you want to flip a coin with me, David, or? Yeah, <laughs> we can always let Logan as, bat clean up. <laughs> as always, um, we save the best for last. So Logan will go. Uh, Logan will go last. All right, I got so a we'll... I got a coin. If you want to go ahead, you want to call heads or tails? Tails never fails. Go ahead. Okay. Now, if you get tails, do you do you win? So you go first, or do <laughs> oh you get God. to select? Is <laughs> my thing. If, if I get tails, <laughs> I win, and I'm going first. Okay. All right. Uh, let's just, just get it over. All right. With. Let's do it. <laughs> It is, oh, these are these new weird quarters. Which side is, oh, that's Tails. Okay, it's still got George's head on the other side. This one's an astronaut on that side. So it is Tails, which means you get to go first. If you want to defer, feel free. You did win, but it's up to you, my man. No, no, I'll go first because um, <laughs> okay. I did win. I think I, I, think I won. <laughs> I you think win? you said it was Tails. I couldn't tell what happened. It was. I got it. It's up there. <laughs> All right. So uh, as Logan mentioned, I got Spaceship Earth. And honestly, um, I love Spaceship Earth. It, it's always had like a little fond spot spot somewhere deep in my heart. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. I just adore it. I think it's a blast. My wife hates it and hates that I make her wait in line if there's a line to do it. I just love it for some reason. And with all of the cool stuff they have going on in Epcot, especially kind of kind of turning that Marvel corner. I could have done a really cool Marvel thing. I could have done some really awesome things. So of course I didn't do any of that. And I went so against the grain that I probably should not have done it, but we're going to give it a shot and see what happens. So my idea, like all the other ones that I do here started with just one thing. So Epcot has been really good in the last few years about projecting images onto the Epcot ball to give it an appearance of being something else. And, and one thing that I thought would be very awesome that if you projected on it was a big bundle of balloons and that big bundle of balloons can be attached to a house and I'm going to make spaceship earth into an up themed attraction. Wow. And I'll tell you the reason I want to do it. I and you'll learn in my ride. I'm not going to tell you yet because I'm not going to give away give away the ending. So the name of my attraction is going to be called Up Journey to Paradise Falls. And this is sort of a continuation of Up um, with reminders of the original story, of course, just without the crippling sadness that the movie starts off. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the beginning yeah. is the hardest we, part. So we got that out of the way. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you guys aren't going to need to pay a therapist after you ride. This is going to be okay. Sponsored by tissues. <laughs> Up. Sponsored by Kleenex. Prozac. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, I, I want them to project the image of the thousands of balloons that Carl used to lift their house onto the Epcot ball. And I want to make the entrance less futuristic and more like it feels like Carl and Ellie's house as you're walking in. Really the ride system, I don't think I want to change at all. I'll, when I get into this, I'll tell you a little something I might want to have done. And like I said, I don't know if this fits perfectly well, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway. So as you walk into the ride and you get on it, if you remember Spaceship Earth, the good first quarter of it 
it's just blackness with like lights to kind of give the impression that you're going up into space. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to turn those into screens and I'm going to have animation of sort of a retelling of, of up a real quick synopsis in case you haven't seen it. And then we're going to lead into the story, which is leading us into this ride. So that story is that Russell, the little boy from up has become really interested in some of Charles Muntz's experiments. And um, if you have seen the really awesome shorts on Disney plus with Doug, you'll sort of notice on the last one he is, he's into the voice box thing. Mm -hmm. and he's, he's putting it on the other animals. So Russell has become interested in Charles Munt's experiments and he wants to go back to Paradise Falls to see if he can find any sort of any sort of stuff that um, Munt's left behind. So he takes Carl and Ellie's house, inflates the balloons and off he goes all by himself. Carl notices this, that this has happened and then hears on the news that a large earthquake has hit Paradise Falls causing a volcano to interrupt to erupt and he realizes that he has to go and he has to save Russell. So he designs a smaller balloon lifted vehicle, what you're going to be riding in, that him and Doug get in and they head off to Paradise Falls as well. So the whole first part of the ride that's normally just black is going to basically just be a movie telling you what you're about to experience and, and why we're doing what we're doing. So, you know, on Spaceship Earth, the first actual animatronic scene you see is inside the cave where they're uh, learning to use cave drawings to communicate. Well, this is going to be the first animatronic Russell, Doug and Carl that we see. And they're going to be in a cave and Carl and Doug have found Russell. The house has been crashed. The balloons have been popped and he's stranded and volcanic eruptions are happening around them and you're trapped in this cave. So they are going to grab Russell and they're gonna make a run for it because their vehicle is damaged also. The next scene in Spaceship Earth is normally the Egyptian scene. And this is where Carl, Russell and Doug are in the jungle. They're trying to get away from everything that's going on and they're about to be attacked by an animal. And here comes Kevin their uh, friendly bird that's going to step in and save them. After this happens, they're moving along even further. This part you're getting up into like what's the Roman part of Spaceship Earth. Here they're going to find an abandoned base of Charles Muntz and they're going to find a smaller Zeppelin that he had and they're going to use this to escape. So as you're preparing the Zeppelin to escape, you're going to notice the volcanic activity around you is increasing and it's getting much more treacherous. So as you get to the top of what's the Epcot ball now, and there's the night sky and almost the, um, the planet area sort of feel about it here. <laughs> Logan got it yeah. <laughs> here. <laughs> here. I'm going to have a full size Zeppelin. You're going to have the whole night sky above there with volcanic eruptions happening as you're trying to leave in the Zeppelin. And what's going to happen is the Zeppelin is going to be popped and as you start to descend Spaceship Earth, I'm going to want to speed the ride up here a little bit, to be honest with you. And Logan will tell me if this is possible. I almost want to see if we can do Spaceship Earth kind of free floating like the dinosaur ride is. So you sort of feel that as you're going down. I mean, I know. with the current ride system, I don't, I don't think so, but they could always hey, make upgrades. We're going to upgrade. Okay. There you go. <laughs> 
And uh, so as you're going down, I want this to feel like the balloon is popped and you're starting to come down. And at this point, our friendly talking dog, Doug, finds some <laughs> balloons that he was able to inflate and puffs up, you're inflated, and you softly come back down. So on Spaceship Earth, as you're going back down, this is going to be you going back down to the ground, hearing Doug talk, hearing Carl talk to Russell, and you safely land on the ground into the end of your ride. I want this to feel kind of like those old school Disney rides where I thought about this because we just went this past week and we're on Winnie the Pooh and it's every single thing is just a different animatronic. There's not a whole lot of like special effects or anything. So I want this to have that old feeling like every scene is just an animatronic of what's going on, but it's telling the story the whole entire way. Um, what made me really think of this was I'm hoping you can get the feeling as you're going up the ball to going up and then coming down. Mm -hmm. So that is why I did the unlikely upgrade of turning Spaceship Earth into up Journey to Paradise Falls minus the crippling depression. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're, you're always out of the box and I got a few things I want to say first. Number one is, as you mentioned, um, Winnie the Pooh is I, I've. I mention this all the time. I actually mentioned it to Logan. I think we were texting yesterday, maybe. Um, I want to say it was episode 90. Um, I had Logan and one of his coworkers on, and we did... Drew, a, Drew Hunter. Drew. And we did um, an episode on the anatomy of a ride and the way that you build it. And I'm so sorry. When you mentioned Winnie the Pooh, and it, that's one of those rides that I had done, and I know I'm way off... Um, tangent here. I just got to bring this up because I love this. Um, that's one of those rides that I had done and I was like, eh, like whatever. Like there's like cardboard cutouts and there's little weird swinging doors or whatever. And then when I interviewed Logan and Drew and we did this anatomy of the ride and the way they set up how every ride is done to perfection where th the way that the music plays, the way that a door swings open to perfectly reveal something that's mm -hmm. happened. Just I've, I've appreciated rides like Winnie the Pooh so much more because of the time that I got to spend with you guys. So anybody who's listening, if you've not listened to Main Street Magic, I, I'm pretty sure it was episode 90, right around there, the anatomy of a ride. Go back and listen to it, and you will never look at uh, theme park <laughs> rides, especially dark rides, again. Like yeah. So I had to throw that out there. Um, well, adding, hold on, adding real quick to your tangent. I said we were just at Disney and Road Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Um, we paid for the Genie Plus upgrade. Okay. And the only reason we rode Winnie the Pooh was because we had a lightning lane for Buzz and it broke. So it gave us, hey, just go anywhere and you can walk right in. And my five-year-old's like, I want to do Winnie the Pooh. So we walked into Winnie the Pooh, yeah. which we normally would not wait the 45 minutes yeah. to ride. But you, but you still got a better <laughs> ride than uh, Buzz Lightyear space ranger spin so that was a that was a bonus <laughs> when buzz lightyear came back up it was a 10 minute wait and we walked right in <laughs> Boom. you got right on and had no idea where your lasers were pointing so that's perfect um lace lacy one of lacy's favorite rides ever is spaceship earth and so i i i love that you know you guys have a fondness for it or you have a fondness for it because she certainly does um and of course you went out of the box with your idea I, th I think you were so tasked with a hard setup because of the fact that Spaceship Earth has zero queue, really. I mean, I know there's the outdoor queue, but as soon as you walk into the the ball, yeah. 
you've got like 10 feet and you're on the ride yeah. system. <laughs> so it's really, really hard to tell a story outside the way that a lot of Disney queues are able to do. And so I like the fact that you took this bland area which is normally inhabited by them asking you all these questions on the screen inside the ride vehicle. Um, and you turned it into setting up the story because otherwise you have no way to do so. And if somebody hasn't seen up, they're going to be kind of lost in a sense. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate the way that you um, set that up. And then I love the end scene. I mean, I love the whole thing going throughout and telling the story, but I love the end scene because one thing, I like Spaceship Earth. I love all the scenes you go through. But the end now is very anticlimactic. It's just, yeah. oh, here we are. We kind of tilt back almost a little bit, and we just look up at a pretty much a dark sky. And I understand the theory. Like, we're looking back down on Earth. But there's not a lot to it. And so the yeah. fact that I think you've converted that into being an actual part of the story as opposed to just a crossover to say, uh, we're going to take you guys back. And then you even <laughs> took the part. Where again, going back on your descent, you turned it into more of the story as opposed yeah. to what it is now. They turn you backwards. They bring up this old screen again, you know, that hasn't yeah. been updated in decades that <laughs> doesn't even really work right. And you've turned that into a full story from beginning to end. So um, as always, David, I know you like to try and belittle yourself sometimes on your ideas, but I think it's another home run. You've done, you've done wonderful. I love it. I, I would ride this and I'm not a giant fan of the movie up, but this actually gets me pretty excited for it. Who hurt you, man? Dang. Oh, you guys are going to yeah, be mad I, at me again later. So don't worry about it. <laughs> I think, you know, I think, I think I've only seen up once Yeah, and it was just such a traumatic experience because it was right after uh, a loved one had passed away yeah. and so those those first 10 minutes of the movie just destroyed me they oh, yeah. absolutely destroyed me and so the the experience of that movie was so bad i have never watched it again i think i'm gonna have to give it another try uh but when you when you told me that you were going to use up i was just I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be one of the hardest <laughs> ride transitions ever. Yeah, and um, it was. I'm, I'm really like I'm really impressed with how you managed to turn it into a continuation of the story. Uh, like Jeremy mentioned too, the uh, the use of as you're traveling up, creating a story where you're in a balloon and you're traveling up. So it makes sense. And then to use that that downward um incline and where your your seat is tilted back and it's just such a great opportunity to to present a wonderful story especially using yeah. all practical elements right there in that center area and so based off of how you sort of develop the story to create that and have something where there's a lot of action and kinetic energy and storytelling happening as you are descending down that was a really nice use of of the space so really Thank creative. You. So well, well done, sir. Well done. Thank Bravo. you. Yeah, it, it's funny you're talking. You're talking about up. Uh, there's a, there's a really like personal part for me, sort of at the beginning that, you know, no reason to get into. But yeah, I watched it one time and was wrecked yeah. because of something in it, like wrecked bad, yeah. bad. But yeah. then like I have watched it again since, and I can enjoy it. And truthfully, that that Doug thing on Disney Plus right now <laughs> is so good. It is so good. It made me like want to go back and watch the movie again. Those, if you haven't seen those Doug shorts right. on, on I need to Disney watch them. Plus, I'll watch them. I'll watch them. 
amazing. They are amazing. They are so funny. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it'll make you fall in love with the movie again. So, um, it was at the forefront of my mind. Uh, normally, you know, I like a challenge. I kind of wish I wouldn't have done a challenge this time, (laughs) 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 but, but Hey, you know, me, it came together. Yeah. You nailed it. Sure. Like, you know, how, how it would tie in with the theme of world celebration. (laughs) Well, wait a second. They do travel to paradise falls, which is a remote, like part of the world with nature and, and it's in Venezuela. That's where they got the, uh, that's where the, actually the animators went to travel to get the reference for it. Well, if you think, yeah. actually, if you think of those All original, if you think of some of those original designs for Epcot, which I think got scrapped, they're behind um, Spaceship Earth before you get to World Showcase Pavilion was going to be that giant world, like, uh, multi-layered you remember it was yeah. gonna be that multi-layered thing there's gonna be firework views oh, on yeah. top like that would have yeah. fit in actually perfect with this and i think all of that's done for now but that actually probably would have fit in pretty well um and just so people keep sending david hate mail and not me um i think the only reason that up i i didn't love is because same way those first 10, 15 minutes destroyed me that I spent the rest of the movie trying to recover that I just never got into it. Like, so So, I probably need to go back and watch it now knowing, because I'm with you, Logan. I've probably seen it from beginning to end once. So one more more super funny up story. A buddy of mine, um, he took a, a date there to see oh. up on his like for on like their first date Yowza. and he, he's like dude i had to go to the bathroom three times to like <laughs> weep so that i didn't weep in front of my date wow and, and when i was doing my um when i was doing my comic strip long ago i made a comic strip where my character was like <laughs> yeah i started to tear up so i had to get up <laughs> like i like made this whole joke about just how traumatic that first part of up is uh, brutal god oh, it's man. so brutal it really is and but the thing is it's done <laughs> again tangent wise it's done so perfectly to be that oh, it's brutal. amazing it's i amazing. mean absolutely brilliant in the writing and the 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 everything i mean it's just it's genius absolutely not a word genius. and not a word spoken yeah I know. That's how you know it's great. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, all right, it's my turn, huh? So we're going yeah, to uh, yeah. we're, we're going to World Let's... Discovery. So I, I know we like to kind of throw out sometimes, you know, maybe ideas we thought we had. And I really I really wanted to go Avengers, but I thought it was um too easy i'm like you know what mission space quinjet let's get the avengers on board we got guardians coming in and i'm like nah that, that's almost too easy and and also it would make me sad thinking about because they don't have the rights so i don't want to create something we're never going to possibly get <laughs> in my lifetime um so i decided to go with an ip that i think is extremely uh, underused it is one of my favorite disney animated movies and series of all time which is big hero six and uh we still have marvel and so i think you know world discovery I think is trying to find a personality. It's not, it's not exactly space, but I think it is space. I think it's technology. I think it is again, discovery. Like we're going to get with the play pavilion. So I do think that this idea of kind of technology and and heroes fits in. And so we are going to change mission space to mission Baymax. 
And what we're going to do is basically the premise and idea is you are new students. Uh, you're coming into the San Francisco Institute of Technology and you are arriving for your orientation. You are new students. And this is going to play off the end of the movie Big Hero 6 and loosely base itself off of um, season one, episode one of the animated series, which is available on Disney+. Plus. Uh, if you've never checked it out, it is probably one of the best uh, conversions, I'd say, from that, you know, big time movie animation into like 3D animation into 2D. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the Tangled series. I just I didn't think it it translated well going from what you saw on screen to what you saw on TV with the 2D animation. This one actually does a really good job. It's a wonderful, wonderful series. Uh, I think there's about three seasons of it. Probably a total of 60 episodes or so. I highly recommend it. Um, so we're going to have to retheme the outside to San Francisco, which is very um, modern looking. You know, again, we got San Francisco, we got Tokyo. They kind of combine. I think it will fit with the overall facade and theming, which is something I always try and think about. Uh, so as you enter the queue in there, you're actually going to scan your ticket or your magic band which we're going to call your institute ID, and hmm. I'll bring that up, the reason why, a little bit later. And you're going to go inside the lab here at the institute. So I actually had to look <laughs> up a walkthrough of the standby queue because I've never walked through standby <laughs> on Mission Space in my entire life. Um, we barely ride it because Rhonda doesn't like it. And... Um, other than that, we usually had fast passed it, you know, a long time ago. So you're going to go through here and through, I think, a, a series of layered screens, animatronics. You're going to walk through the entire institute and the offices, and you're going to come across the entire gang of, you know, Gogo and Wasabi. Uh, you got Honey Lemon, you got Fred, who's always the comic relief. And they're all working along with other students on their latest inventions and projects. And I even want to have an opportunity for them to kind of greet you as you come in and whether that's just, again, you know, voiceovers or animatronics like, hey, welcome to the Institute, you know, uh, so glad you're here. Things like that. So as you come through the entire queue, you're going to go into that holding room currently, which has the screens and the astronaut, you know, looking, uh, uh, I guess, lockers in a sense with astronaut suits. And you're going to get into your positions and. That'll be converted again. You know, we can have different versions kind of of Baymax in front of you as he's being built in those lockers, those cage lockers instead of full astronaut suits. And um, you're going to go into that holding room and on screen, you're going to be greeted by Hero. He's going to tell you, and this is where the continuation comes, um, that he found Baymax's original chip from Tadashi. And he's now been working to rebuild Baymax. Because he basically has his personality on this chip. He's got to rebuild the skeleton in the suit so he can insert the chip. So he needs your help here. And he lets you on a little bit of a secret. Um, not only are you here to learn and join the Institute, but he's also looking to have some new people as part of his initiative called Big Hero 6. It's a top secret crime fighting team and they need a couple new members. So... He lets you know that during testing of the new skeleton for Baymax, it went a little haywire and ran off and eventually found it was captured by Yama, who in, is the uh, the the boss from the first one, the, 
the robot fighting boss that's in the original movie. And then he shows up again in the series and he's like a big crime lord. And he wants revenge on Hero who got him locked up from that robot fighting scenario. So basically, he lets you know, Yama lets you know that um, he is going to let you go. He's going to keep Baymax's skeleton, but he's going to let you go if you can go back to the Institute and steal him the sculpture, which is this energy amplifier from the Institute because his boss, Obaki, needs it. So that's where your mission starts. So one thing I want to do is I want to take away kind of the simulator normal, uh, I, I guess, what this ride is. There's two things I want to do. <laughs> one, I, I, well, I don't want orange and green. Let's make them all the same. Let's increase capacity for the original, for a regular ride, right? Let's yeah. get rid of one that makes you go, oh, this is cool, to one that's like, I got to barf. Like, yeah, let's just do that, that you know? You barf, let's just get rid so of it. So we're we going to increase capacity by doing that. But what we're also going to do is... The, the ride vehicles really don't have to change much because we're going to turn this into a headset virtual reality. So the whole point of the ride system will be to give you the feel and the movement, but the visuals are all going to be towards a headset and virtual reality, which will be basically, you know, 180, 360 degrees, whatever we can accomplish so that you yeah. can look around what's going on while you're in this uh, moving vehicle in a sense. Um, so... <clears throat> In this, you're going to basically almost take the position now of Hero. And in order to get the sculpture, you have to enlist Fred's help. So we have a lot of comic relief with Fred. And if we can get TJ Miller to go ahead and voice it, that would be wonderful. <laughs> like, that would be the absolute best. Because Fred's going to help you bypass the new dean, Dr. Granville's uh, security, and break into her office to obtain the sculpture. And this is where it starts. So what I think we can do with the vehicle is you feel that you're in your own individual space. So I know we're still pairing up four people per vehicle, but you feel in your own individual space and your own individual mission that you can look around. And as you go through and you interact with just say Fred to get break into the office, the, you know, the, the ride vehicle can slightly move to give you that feel. Uh, I know you're sitting, but can give you that feel of stepping you know, and walking and moving forward. So it doesn't have to be this crazy, like, jerk you around ride every single moment. So you go ahead and you break in and you steal the sculpture and you return the device to Yama, who betrays you, of course. He's not really a good guy. Uh, and he locks you up with Fred. At this point, you are looking to find a way to break out as you hack the security system and the rest of the gang arrives to help save you and escape from all of his henchmen basically you go through you recover baymax's skeleton and you go ahead and grab the uh sculpture here at this time and you return it to the institute and you finish off baymax now as you exit the ride of course there could be a meet and greet with baymax he's going to give you a fist bump and say la 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 because who doesn't want that <laughs> but my thought in the beginning and and i'm not going to go into detail on these other missions is that if there was a possibility to track and scan we've increased capacity to track and scan your magic band your ticket whatever it may be we could have additional missions that continue yep. this ride so mm -hmm. so the first time you ever visit this is the scenario you get the second time you go is a follow-up mission 
because Yama has recreated all of these Baymax skeletons, which you now have to figure out how to defeat. So maybe there could be some sort of tracking portion. It's not going to be randomized like a Star Tours, but maybe it could actually be a continuous ride system based on it knowing what you've already done. Um, now, the logistics of fitting butts and seats, I know, becomes a little crazy, but that's not my job. That's for somebody much smarter than me to figure out. I already came up with this <laughs> idea, so I don't know what else you want from me. But, yeah, so that was my idea. I love I love Baymax. I, um, I love Big Hero 6. I thought of originally being like an actual vehicle that four people are interacting and they're following Baymax and flying and all, but I, I literally went back and I watched episode one and two of the series um, which follows this storyline. I just thought it was such a cool setup and continuation. And, you know, I, I, I like the idea of, of people being able to be involved kind of, again, within the system, within the movie. So that's that's what I got. I want, no matter what, I just, I just want a big Hero 6 attraction, regardless of what it is, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, man, that's... I I love that idea. Thank you. I think that's yeah, absolutely. I think that's really gonna work. And you know, when you were when you texted us earlier and you're like, "Can we get rid of the ride system and just do like a whole new thing?" I was like, "Oh boy, here we go. What 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 does he have in mind?" Um, but I actually I, I what I what I like is how you have essentially taken this. You know, all right, these four people, four seats, strap you in. But now instead of giving you that extremely claustrophobic and nauseating screen that is inches from your face yeah uh let's just give them vr headsets let's give you a headset that you know will disney do that absolutely not they're adamant (laughs) about no vr headsets in their parks but in this case with this ip and with you know how you're playing off of mission baymax and the idea of the mission and having multiple missions that is the, you know, the, the way you created it and built it up. That is the only way you will ever get me to ride mission space again. Yeah. Cause there's no reason. There's yeah. no reason for me to ever get back on that attraction. There's nothing they can it's do awful. to improve it other than just do something like what you're talking about, minimize the intensity of it. Just give us something that's fun. Yeah. This whole, this whole, you know, idea of giving you a simulator of going to space. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, I don't go to these parks to vomit. I go to these parks to have fun, entertaining, and sure, it can be educational, but fun and entertaining experiences, not gut wrenching, make me want to throw up experiences. Right. Yeah, I've, and not I've even in a good been, way, right? Like, I mean, no, yeah, I've, not I've, in a good way. Yeah, like it, it's one thing if you go, all right, I'm going to ride Tower of Terror, and it's going to make my stomach churn. Yes, that's that's, that's not what this is now. And once they got oh. rid of Gary Sinise and Lieutenant Dan, I was done anyway. So <laughs> I would love to fit in some sort of Easter egg, though, of you know Gary the, Sinise inside of be, this ride. Oh, uh, that would be good inside the <laughs> yeah. Baymax thing. You know, I did find though the the only way I could really curb my nausea while riding that on the um the extreme setting was to laugh. Oh, that was wow. the only way. Like once I started laughing, my, my buddy started cracking jokes next to me <laughs> and I was fine because I was really? like I was I was grabbing the bag like I'm not going to make it. And then he started making me laugh and I was like, "Oh, cool. There you go." It's orange. Orange is the only attraction I've never done at Walt Disney World. I've done green. I've never actually done orange side. 
I've, I've so, done them both. Yeah. David, have you done both? I no, I've never wrote it at all. I I have zero desire to spend the day nauseated afterwards. <laughs> I I get kind of nauseated anyway, even on just like regular roller coasters. Yeah. Um ironic because I ride backwards for a living for my job. But yeah, no, I <laughs> I, I I I tend to get a little motion sick. So mission space has never been anything that no desire yeah. I, I could care less to go ride it have never wrote it never wanted to ride it um but if you give it a story and you make it you make it something that like i know i can ride multiple times and experience different things and and i really feel um whenever you see baymax where they have a meet and greet for baymax oh. the line is ridiculous yeah. It, oh yeah people love it so much and they're not doing anything with it yeah. So if you give me that and you make it rewritable and you just make it fun, I think the word Logan, you know, mission space does not seem fun. It seems like, it seems like I'm doing the one chip challenge and just seeing if I can survive <laughs> being miserable. <laughs> so like, it, but if, if I get a little nausea and it's fun, like Everest, there's a part of Everest. Yes. I love Everest. There's a part of Everest when you go backwards, you do like this wonky, like droppy turn. Every single time my stomach hits my brain, everything in my body is like, what are you doing? But it's fun. So if you give me fun and I get a little nausea, that's cool. So yeah, no, I think, I think that is the perfect IP for this ride. Truthfully. Sweet. Love it. Well done, man. Thank you. Seriously. Well done. Thank you. And now I want to go back and, and watch the whole series again. It is such a good series, like surprisingly. You know, they, um, Disney actually created interactive episodes. Did you know that? Really? No. Yeah. So they had it to where you can actually, so they had the episodes like the shorts you could watch. Then they had it to where on your mobile device, you could actually play the episode. So you, no way. depending on um, your your ability to play the game, it actually impacted the storyline. Oh, wow. That's it's awesome. Really cool. Really like cool. Like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. Well, then yeah, imagine taking that concept from here and putting it next door into the play pavilion yep. so you could actually connect the two. So that would be there pretty cool. There nice. you go. Yeah, I'm right. curious to see what they do with play. Well, the uh, the man of the hour is up. It is Mister. I don't Logan. know, man. You guys, you guys really killed it with those two. And so, yours, yours were so uh, original in a lot of sense. So I'm coming in with something that uh, it's going to be less less original. Oh, so, come well, on. so <laughs> we'll I. See. <laughs> I have an idea of what Logan's doing, and when you're done, I can't wait to broach a subject that needs to be broached about nice. uh, our co-host. Uh-oh. And, uh, and a certain thing he said about this. So, uh, oh, yeah, okay. I gotcha. <laughs> so everybody's like, what are you talking about? So here we go. So you'll see, so I got living with the land and I am transforming it into living with the land. Hope <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> Featuring Wally and Eve. Phenomenal. So, for those of you who have never watched the Disney Pixar movie Wally, here's a summary of the movie that I got from IMDb. Spoiler alert! Let me uh, let me do my uh, my voice, my my movie voice. Oh, you got a movie voice, bro. In the distant future, a small waste collecting robot inadvertently embarks on a space journey 
that will ultimately decide the fate of mankind. There you go. All How right. do you like that? that that's brilliant. <laughs> You've got a voiceover career ahead of you. I was trying to trying to summon my what if watcher voice. Um, so, so as we know, um, we got living with the land located within the land pavilion at Epcot's renamed World Nature Pavilion. So similar to Spaceship Earth, there is not much queue here. It, and you know, you walk inside the land, the main building of the land. And of course, inside there, you've got the restaurant, you've got Soren, you've got now Awesome Planet, and you've got Living with the Land, which is just one of the most boring cues ever. So I would like to, I'm, I'm still going to keep it fairly boring, but <laughs> I would like to replace the wall murals currently, currently in the queue and load area with murals featuring the animated story at the end of Wally. So for those of you who've never watched Wally or never paid much attention to the end credits, there is a great animation of humans returning to Earth and doing their part to clean up and repopulate the planet with plant and animal life. So my favorite yes. part of this sequence. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's how the animators used art history to help narrate the progression of time by starting with prehistoric cave paintings to ancient Egyptian and Greek art to medieval mosaics to Renaissance illustrations to Baroque paintings. Then they just sort of jump to impressionist and post-impressionist paintings for the, the finale. So I want to essentially have that to where now in as you're going through the queue, it's telling the story that they show in the end credits of when humans returned to Earth, cleaned it up, brought it back to life. So then you actually get on your boat and this is where you have entered the ride. So the dark ride portion of the attraction is gonna be based on the movie script and starts with a scene featuring an audio animatronic waste allocation load lifter Earth class, AKA Wally in a desolate futuristic landscape where mankind has abandoned earth because it is covered with trash from products sold by the powerful multinational by and large corporation. So a narrator tells the story of how mankind failed to take care of the planet and left Wally behind to clean up the mess they made. We watch as Wally and his pet cockroach Hal discover a small plant growing inside a, an old refrigerator. So as we pass by, winds start to pick up and a dust storm fills the air. So the boat then sails into the next scene, which is the abandoned city environment where an audio animatronic extraterrestrial vegetation evaluator, AKA Eve, is seen scanning the surroundings so the narrator explains how Eve was sent to Earth to find proof that life is once again sustainable. Across the boat path, we can see an animatronic Wally hiding behind some trash admiring Eve. When he suddenly makes a noise and Eve turns and fires her quasar ion cannon at him, blowing a hole in the building behind him that combines with this massive fire effect. Then we go to the next scene. Our boat passes by the home of Wally, where we find animatronic versions of him and Eve inside. The inside of his home is covered in trinkets from Earth's history. There's audio and video from the movie Hello Dolly playing in the background. 
Wally then presents his prized possession, the little plant in a boot. The narrator helps explain what is happening as Eve scans the plant and then goes into an automatic program where her chest opens up and a force field pulls the plant into her chest compartment. She then goes into a hibernation mode and the power surge turns everything dark in the scenes. Eva, Eva, as we exit the scene. Next, we see multiple vignettes with animatronic versions of Wally as he protects Eve during a lightning storm, rows her in an inflatable boat through a flooded cityscape, and then as he tries to hold her hand while the sun sets behind them. The boat then enters a hallway where the narrator explains how the rest of the story concludes in sync with projection screens. So the hallway of screens show how a massive ship comes to reclaim Eve. Wally hitches a ride on the outside of the ship to rescue her. The ship arrives back at Axiom, which is a large mothership carrying all the humans who evacuated Earth 700 years earlier. Uh, these Earth beings cruise around the space resort on their hover chairs with screens hanging inches from their faces that play a constant feed of TV and video chats. So they drink all their meals through a straw due to laziness and or bone loss. And they are so obese that they can barely move. When the captain learns about Eve's discovery and how he can send humanity back to earth by placing the plant in the ship's hollow de detector, his computerized steering wheel, auto, follows instructions sent many centuries ago and tries to prevent the people of Earth from returning to steal, or he prevents the people of Earth from returning by stealing the plant. Wally, Eve, the captain, and of course, a band of broken robots stage a mutiny. They eventually defeat Otto, place the plant in the hollow detector, and return to Earth to begin recolonization. So that's as you're moving at a snail's pace down that hallway of projected screens where they normally be teaching you about like different ways to farm and all that <laughs> stuff. So here we're just going to make that hallway a lot more interesting by just packing in all of these clips from the movie, summarizing that story at the end. And then the second part of the attraction is going to take place in the land's living laboratory. And this is the part which showcases ideas about the future of agriculture and reiterates the important relationship between humans and the environment. So I didn't want to make any cha uh, major changes to this portion of the ride, except to use the same narrator as the first half of the ride and incorporate static or animatronic characters from the Wally -E film. So there are five distinct areas of the living laboratory. So you've got the tropics greenhouse, uh, this greenhouse features crops from the tropical areas of the world, including both familiar and exotic foods. I would love to see an animatronic Wally relaxing in the greenhouse with his solar panels open, listening to put on your Sunday clothes from Hello Dolly. And then as you approach Wally, the sound of his battery being fully charged chimes. You hear that ding, and he turns his head to acknowledge us as we pass by. Then we move into the next section, the aqua cell. So this section focuses on aquaculture or fish farming. Uh, it includes several high density tanks and a few low density display tanks and tubes. 
I think it would be so funny to have an animatronic microbe obliterator, AKA MO bot, the one who's constantly trying to clean between, uh, you know, clean up after Wally. So here he's actually cleaning a dirty trail that was left behind by Wally as he went from the tropics greenhouse into the aqua cell area. And then we see as he's trying to clean this trail, we then see an animatronic Wally who's uh, outside of the fish tanks and uh, he's actually leaning over the side of a tank and we see his head as he's watching the fish as they swim around. Um, then we go into the, the temperate greenhouse. And again, we'll still have the narrator who's telling about the importance of all the things that they're doing at Epcot. So that will still be going on. It's just now a little, a little more fun, a little more show. So we enter the temperate greenhouse and uh, this is a greenhouse featuring crops for the temperate climates. Currently, the temperate house showcases large size crops. Uh, I'd love to add an animatronic Eve that can move along a path and rotate side to side. And as then we see as she's scanning the crops to make sure they're all in good health. So now she's actually here to just to make sure everything's going well inside the greenhouse. As we then uh, move into the string greenhouse, this is the greenhouse that, focus, that focuses on innovative high density techniques and vertical growing techniques in which plants are grown on specialized trellises uh, which caused the plants to assume the shape and structure of trees. Uh, much of the produce grown in the string greenhouse is actually used in the garden grill and uh, sunshine seasons, both restaurants inside the land pavilion. So I would like to see an animatronic basic utility repair nanotechnology engineer class, AKA Bernie, the welding bot. I'd love to see him traveling along a track and examining some of the welds on the, the structural beams inside the greenhouse. I just think it'd be hilarious. And then we have the, um, the, the last greenhouse, which is the creative greenhouse. So as we float into the final greenhouse, we can hear it only takes a moment from Hello Dolly playing. And this greenhouse shows innovative ideas about the future of agriculture. Most of the plants in this area are grown via aeroponics in which a fine mist of water and nutrients is sprayed directly onto the roots of the plants. Uh, it also features a small exhibit of NASA hydroponic growing units, which were uh, developed for use uh, during space journeys. And then we have animatronic versions of Wally and Eve as they're seen holding hands and waving goodbye to guests as we exit this last greenhouse. The ride concludes with a large panoramic monitor showing the animation from the Wally end credits and the incredible down to earth song by Peter Gabriel. And then of course, next to the panoramic monitor is that projection of earth as seen from outer space. But the nice little tie in here is occasionally you will see even Wally with his fire extinguisher as they dance through outer space flying around earth. And so uh, that's, that's how the ride concludes. That is Living with the Land featuring Wally and Eve. That is, all right, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the lead on this, Jeremy. So I'm gonna, let me preempt this in, in a way. I used to draw a comic strip and they say when you draw a comic strip, if you can do a comic with no words that you've truly perfected the art of storytelling. Wally is a master class 
in storytelling. You fall in love with characters that say nothing but their own names. The the use of storytelling in Wally is literally you can teach a class and how to do animation with Wally. It is perfection. It is. And the end scene that Logan's talking about the credits, just the credits when the humans return to earth and the way they use the generational art styles to tell the story with this incredible Peter Gabriel song in the background. Wally is far and away my favorite Pixar movie. The great thing about Wally is the innocence and the the joy in yeah. Wally. Like yeah. there is a pureness and an innocence in Wally that is tangible and and quite endearing. And Logan, the way you did this ride, it keeps it perfectly. He is the perfect character to lead you through the land and to educate. And and not only would it endear adults, but children would now be educated because Wally is so endearing. And this was perfect. You you could not have done this any better. And I, I was worried because I love Wally so much. <laughs> like I, it it's so good. And. And what I was talking about earlier is Jeremy made a joke when he heard Logan was going to do Wally that isn't it just robots that bleep and bloop? I've never seen it before. And me and Logan almost simultaneously <laughs> replied with, like, it is a master class. Like, you don't understand. Like, it's so good. So it's so it, good. It, just, it truly is. It's just a master like, class in animation. And, and like you mentioned, too, David, good. it's, yeah, it's next level good. And, and it is, it's the innocence and the character that comes through. Uh, and the, he has so much personality again for a robot that technically isn't supposed to have that much personality or really artificial intelligence in that regard. But the fact that he's been abandoned for 700 years yeah. and has developed this personality by himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it is such an endearing movie. It really and, is. And you and just can't help sure. but fall in love with Wally. And you want, and, I mean, and the love story between him and Eve, it's so innocent yeah. I mean, all you want to do is you just want to see them hold each other's hands. They're like, come on, just, just give me and, that. And it's portrayed with no words, with literally them saying Wally and Eve. That is that is the only thing that they say. And this love story is portrayed perfectly. I mean, yeah. literally, I mean, yeah, as as pure of a love story, I think, as, as you could ever see in something like that and done with zero dialogue wow yeah. it's amazing well i guess technically once they get to the uh axiom then there's dialogue but yes with the characters not between, yeah right not between them correct yeah, yeah. for sure Even. so so you said what did you say this was called wall <laughs> let me write let me write this down i had not I was not familiar with this movie prior. Is this um, a new movie that just came out? And, and you said something. You said something about pick, pick, Pixar. That sounds wow. familiar. That sounds familiar. I wonder if it's on Disney Plus. Oh man, um, it is so good. No, I it, honestly, and, and it really. I mean, I, you know, like you were saying, David, I couldn't. I couldn't think once I got living with the land. I was like, I can't think of an IP no. that is better suited no. for living with the land than Wally. It just, it's the whole entire everything. message of Wally. It's, it's the whole exactly. entire message of yes. Wally. Yep. The, only, yeah. the only thing that you were missing that I thought would be hilarious is if you could have had pizza plants somehow. Because do you remember when the captain was talking about 
there's pizza plants. It'd be really <laughs> funny if you had like fake pizza plants or something. Well, I would like to have the actual pizza planet truck in the, one of the cityscapes as you just, you know, the nod to that since yeah. it is in the movie. Um, but yeah. In every Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, here's what I'll say. And again, I, I joke about it. I, there's no reason I've not seen the movie. It's one of those ones <laughs> I just haven't seen. I, and, and I'll be honest, I didn't know a lot about it. I just never, I just, I don't know why. I'll just, I'm a big Disney dude. I've seen most every Disney, Pixar, anything you can think of. This one's always just flown under my radar. I've not seen it. I want to see it really bad now based on everything you guys have told me during our conversation of doing this. Um, with, with that being said, one thing that I love, again, not really being able to connect, and I apologize for that. I should have watched the dang movie before we recorded this because I know you were using it. Um, I, I love that you did keep with the educational component, which is something that Epcot is getting rid of. I mean, it's it's going away. And I think it was uh, it might have been last episode of Main Street Magic. Ronda and I joked about Epcot growing up. We were like, I don't want to go to the World Showcase as a kid. Like, you're trying to teach me stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not in school. And now I miss it. I miss the educational component. And Living with the Land is one of our favorite rides that we will do every single time. And I love that you kept that educational component and that um, just that feeling of what living with the land truly is. Um, and and one thing I, I have to bring up and I don't know enough about, but it's been so interesting over the past week is NFTs in WALL-E and the fact that Disney is selling these NFTs of WALL-E, which a lot of people are up in arms saying that goes completely against what Wally was about and as a person who doesn't understand nfts and i'm trying to learn and i understand the company they're using is um not detrimental to the environment but it's it just so funny that Wally has been on my radar so much in the past week because of that simple fact and so i'm very interested to now go back and finally watch it um you guys have convinced me you know, I, I did joke and was like, well, isn't it just a bunch of robots, you know, with bleeps and bloops? And but I, I, I value you guys, you know, more than anything. And, and this is something I want to go back and watch. And I know that it's going to fit into here perfectly. But I love that you were able to keep living with the land and integrate an IP. Whereas I mean, and I, and I love David's idea. I love my idea. But we had to revamp everything. But you truly kept the heart of what living with the land is and that I appreciate very much. And again, it sounds like this IP is absolutely perfect in a generation where people, well, I say people diehards are so upset with IPs in Disney. The average park goer can't wait for more IP. I feel like they don't care. We as diehard fans, a lot of times are like, well, we want more original. We want this and that, but man, Talk about taking something original and mashing it with a, a Disney IP. You killed it there, Logan. Like, absolutely perfect. Well, you know, and I think I think for me personally, I feel living with the land, it is missing that draw yeah. for the younger yeah. kids. 100%. And that's why I think I, I believe an IP like a Wally would really help bring kids in and it and especially if you know you're starting with just sort of the basic story where you're really showing this environment of what humans are capable of you've you've created this entire planet full of trash we did that 
that's what we're capable of. That's, that's the human environmental impact and the concerns and the global catastrophic risk that we're facing. You know, I mean, just look at Jacksonville, for example. We are now having issues with recycling. Yeah. We're having to give up recycling so that people can pick up yard waste. Yep. We've got our uh, landfills that are so full, they're having to create all these temporary landfills. People just have stacks of, of recycling waste in their house that, that has just been building up for weeks. And it's just one of those things where it's like, this is a, this is a reality. This, this whole futuristic world of Wally is not far off if we don't get our waste management and human consumption under control. And For it's sure. true. It's a, yeah. it's a real, a real reality yeah. That, yeah. that we face. And I, I mean, if we, uh, if we did not have somebody take our trash away from our house, we would literally be living yeah. <laughs> in the world while he's in, if yeah. we had nobody to come take our trash, well, we would just have piles of it everywhere. We would be completely overridden with waste. So that's, that's like a real reality that, that we don't have to face because we live in this very nice world, or at least, you know, we live in the United States where our trash is picked up right. on a regular basis and we don't have to deal with that. But there are other places in the world that don't have that, that yeah. do face this, that are dealing with these environments that are in Wally. that when you go to some of these third world countries, they don't look much different. I mean, they're literally living amongst piles of trash wow. and, and it's sad and scary and a, a vicious reality that a lot of people face. And so it's, it's not, this movie is not far off <laughs> from, not at all. from what could happen. Yeah. What could really happen. And uh, it is, yeah, it, again, it, it just, Wally is just a perfect connection for living with the land and something I, I really wish Disney would consider. I think this would be a great way to transform living with the land and give it more relevance. And again, work in an IP that, you know, cha-ching, cha-ching. So for sure. The, the, yeah. Yeah. They can sell more NFTs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> have, have, have you guys seen Awesome Planet? No. Nope. From, I heard it's uh, one of the most depressing uh, movies yeah. ever. So, you know, Circle of Life was depressing. Circle yes. of Life, you felt like a horrible human being Same by the here. end of that movie. You're yeah. like, oh my God, we are animals. We are horrible people we should not be on this planet this That's does the same this does the life. same thing but it has phil dunfries basically so <laughs> no but 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 with that being said i think that wally should have been the catalyst for awesome planet i i think it would have resonated with people much more um, first of all, they took, uh, uh, Ty Burrell, right? I think is right. Yeah. yeah. That's his name. Um, first of all, they took Ty Burrell, Burrell and they completely underutilized his incredible character on modern family. They should have, <laughs> they should have accepted it. Instead. It was just this <laughs> mundane voiceover, but no, you're right. It's very similar to circle of life where it's very like, we live in this awesome planet. It's the greatest thing ever. Look how beautiful it is. Uh, by the way, you guys are destroying it. We're all going to die and screw you. And I think if they could have taken something like Wally and they could have, I, I, that would have actually been the perfect IP to put into the awesome planet movie to try and help people understand better. Um, so yeah, no, I, 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 and then again, that could even integrate into your new living with the land idea where they yeah. could coexist. Um, you know, and then, and then even, I mean, I'm sure this will be in some other episode 
integrate that entire I, I know it's changing the name to what world nature but that whole land pavilion could do so much more and so i yeah i do love this idea of of bringing people to something that you haven't technically changed you're yeah. keeping it very yeah. much the same but you're making it more interesting to people which unfortunately i think we have to do you're right we have to make things like saving the earth more interesting <laughs> like otherwise people just aren't going to do it like well that doesn't sound fun why would i want to well, save the and, earth <laughs> and here's the other reality too is and i i feel like this is the case with all slow moving boat rides the slower the mm. ride system the more exciting the environment needs to be yes like you need yeah, to sure. have stuff yeah, look at pirates. going on because yeah, if pirates, there's nothing I mean, going on in the environment yeah. and you're moving really slow it gets boring real fast hundred percent yeah you're right about that well man this this is this has been a fun one this has been awesome part we, one i know we've got so we're covering all of <laughs> ipcot in the end um yep. you know Wait, as we I go through to this do series, another one of these you, you do. do you have to do you another do. and and david and here's the funny part too you actually won the shuffle so you got your pick this time around so the next time you don't even have control over it either me or jeremy will get the ones that we already chose but when i won i was going to do something else (laughs) (laughs) well well, my friend whose fault is that (laughs) i think think for the next one we should just go ahead and uh stick with attractions yes to wrap up the attract because really there aren't that many attractions per se uh, and then we'll save the world showcase for for part three. That's gonna uh, be fun. Then we'll just need to figure out if we want to do part two for episode nine, or if we want to just do something totally different for episode yeah. nine. Yeah. Here's all I'm saying about world showcase. If I get Norway, I'm just bringing Maelstrom back <laughs> because <laughs> well, how, that's the... how dare you? Get rid well, the of one Maelstrom. thing. The one thing I will say <laughs> is with this particular uh, shuffle and this project, if they already have an IP, then that that pavilion is not in yeah, so the running. Count. So same thing with the attractions. If the attractions already have an IP, just like I technically don't have Journey into Imagination included because at this point, that's an IP. Figment yeah. is a Disney IP that for sure, you know deserves to stay 100 <laughs> percent. you know if we want to update the attraction totally cool but figment has got to stay yeah yeah i'm bringing back captain eo baby dude i was just about to bring <laughs> that, that, that up will be hard without Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that I've, I've said this for years i know he kind of has fallen off I, I don't know if he's making a comeback bruno mars new captain eo i think is the most perfect fit in the entire world i would take a bruno he's mars gay. Captain you just gave away you just gave away a whole thing there bud i've, I've said that i've said that for years and by years i mean like two but that's still that's still good enough well guys that's awesome as always thank you appreciate you guys this has been so much fun we'll um yeah we'll figure out the next shuffle if we want to go with part two of this or if we want to do something holiday driven which we have kind of discussed potentially of creating a holiday type uh, scenario or episode um, well, we so technically have something. one more before we hit December. I know. Yeah, we got time. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we can make this a poll on mainstream Magic community. I like that. Let them I let like them, that. We'll give them a few options and let them decide what they want us to do for episode nine. I'm down. I like Let's it. do it. 
Um, also, want to say that you know we live right now on the Main Street Magic feed, but we do have our own theme park shuffle feed. Uh, we're going to stick around here for a while, but at some point we are going to break off on the theme park shuffle only podcast feed. So go ahead and search for theme park shuffle uh, out on you know iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss out when we do go ahead and uh, switch over at some point. And um, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. I'm so excited for next week. Uh, we'll probably pull maybe, uh, we're definitely going to pull a Main Street Magic episode from the uh, IAPA Expo, yep. as well as maybe maybe we'll do like a little quick uh, bonus episode or something for Theme Park Shuffle uh, if we get some time. But uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, follow us all over social media, not only Main ST Magic, but we have Theme Park Shuffle social media as well, that at some point we'll all get into i'm sure there's nothing on there now i'm just saying future wise if the three of us are just on there we got it man we got 2022 plans um but david logan appreciate you guys thank Thank you you. and um, we're gonna we're gonna see everybody real soon with the next episode and the next shuffle of theme park shuffle